Hello. Welcome. This is Chaos and Cats. It is, actually. Yeah. You're, tr- you're right. You are right. I am. I'm right. I am. I very much am right. You know, I'm just... out of the way right now i am kaylee and i'm laura yeah just get out welcome before we forget you probably already you know you know you might know unless you're new then welcome and that's who we are yeah and you might not ever remember our names and just remember us as the two weird girls who say crazy shit (laughs) honestly yeah that's 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 okay i'm kind of here for it it's fine that's totally fine. Take that as a positive. I'll, yeah. I'll accept it. <laughs> I accept it. You know, I'll take it. That's fine. How you been, Laura? Uh, you know, doing well, I suppose. I suppose. The holidays are crazy. Same. <laughs> Same. But they were good. It was good to see everyone. Food was delicious and all that jazz. Um... We finally just had our basement remediated today. And since the reason our basement had so much mold in it was because we had a hot tub down there. Well, you didn't. You didn't. didn't. Hold on. Let's clarify. She's. They are not the dumbasses (laughs) that put a hot tub in their basement that was not built (laughs) for a basement to have a hot tub in it. It was not properly insulated. For a hot tub. Let's just put that out there she real quick. It was even... not her and her 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 fiance. <laughs> I can call him that now. <laughs> yes, you can. It's so silly of me, but I'm like, oh, you stop, you stop. <laughs> but for real, it's been a fucking project because we took down all the walls and we finally got it remediated. But when you, there was so much. They must have used that hot tub so much that when you clean the walls, it, like, reactivates the chlorine and our entire house. We had to open all the windows. The people downstairs had mask on, mask on, mask on, and they were still coughing. And we were upstairs, and it was burning our eyes and our nose. And I'm like, like I feel bad for the cats. What do we do? I know, and it's cold out. So, like, oh. Yeah, so then we're freezing. Oh, my God. So just so we can breathe. That's so weird. Yeah, and and we have like white stuff on our on our <laughs> cement walls downstairs. <laughs> what um, you guys been doing down there? <laughs> no, we thought it was mold, but he says it's just like residue of the the amount of chlorine that's like. So can we just get rid of these walls? <laughs> There's cement. It's our cement oh, basement. It's like oh, so like the it's cement. Like we took off the whole walls, all of it. So yeah, the cement has like cement. absorbed. Like the chlorine. the chlorine, and it's just yeah. getting released. Oh my god, that's insane! It's wild. That's insane, dude. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but it's all overdone. It we aired out the house. The we put like uh, air purifiers upstairs and downstairs, and that really helped. Um, and it doesn't good. smell too bad anymore. So it was only for like a few hours, but 
It's like that feeling in your nose you get when you oh, feel yeah. like you're going to have a nosebleed or something. Chlorine gas, man. Not feeling. good. Not safe. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, but we're excited to actually have a basement that's usable, even if it's exactly. not fully finished. Exactly. Because at least it's more usable. So exactly. You guys can use it at least. And then once you guys are able to <clears throat> refinish it and get <laughs> that taken care of and dealt with, yes. then you can turn it into the space you want it to be. But yeah. you just have to wait a little while, but that's okay. You can still use the space now, at least. You know, it's more usable, yes. which is what matters. <laughs> Absolutely. And even, I tell Mark this all the time because he gets really upset about this whole situation. Is that Which like, is fair. It is fair. I, it is fair, but we've, we're already in it. Yeah. So I'm we're in it, baby. Upset, we're here. So <laughs> we, have, we can't do anything about it except for fix it. So I've, I've enjoyed learning all about it. Oh, yeah, you know? exactly. It's been a really good le- learning experience for you guys. Yeah. It's been awesome. I got to, like, hammer down some walls, and, like, it was so cool. I felt like such a badass. Exactly. Um, in other news, look how long my hair is. I know. Your I hair's gotten so long. Because I don't, nobody knows this around here, but I cut off my hair. I mean, Mark and I have been together for six years, and it was probably about a year to six, or six months to a year before that, that I just chopped off my hair to, like, a shorter bob and it has taken almost seven years to grow a whole four to five inches yeah my hair this progress my hair is like on crack compared to yours my hair in like two years doubled in length like actually in like a year it doubled in length and then in two years i basically it was basically down to my butt again (laughs) it's so rude it's also it's working hard at this part of it is because i like kind of reached my peak healthiness at the time and that really helped and apparently when i met my peak healthiness my hair just grows like i mean it's still growing really fast but like it just grows like like it's on crack or something i don't know what i'm doing that's good but it's working (laughs) it's working yes and say that your hair looks good I, i had those jeans but yes, I'm. I gotta get it trimmed because I really. I've been told at hairdressers for the past 10, 15 years that the reason my hair's not growing very fast or very well is because I refuse to get it cut. That's not necessarily we, true. Well, it's just because it's like dead ends. And then no, I was gonna say dead ends. So, and, and my hair is very yes, much like that. You it should will just come to a triangle and stop growing. Well, well, well. No, it's not. It doesn't stop growing. No, no. Your hair is still growing. Your your hair still grows out of enough. the root. It might be growing at a slower frozen. Let me turn my whippy rate. Did you freeze? Do we uh have a cat facts for today? Oh my gosh, of course I have cat facts here. Let me pull up my cat facts. That's right, we got a cat fact to do. All right, let's see. Let's find a good one here. God, that's so crazy. I didn't realize that could happen that young for them. All right, well, we got a cat fact. Right. At just four months old, kittens can reach reproductive maturity and get pregnant, which is why it's so important to spay them as early as possible. I did not know they could get pregnant at four months. I knew it was pretty young. Like, I knew they didn't need to be a full year. But I did not realize that they could get pregnant basically at like four months. I'm trying to look up what that is in human use, sorry. 
what the fuck? <clears throat> okay, well, it's not ideal, but if it was way back in the day, I'd kind of maybe understand. But one year in cat years is 15 human years, supposedly. Okay, but what's like four months? Four months is probably about 10 years old. I'm sorry. That's terrible. Maybe eight. Ugh. So you got your first period. Congrats. You can get pregnant. Damn. <laughs> that is so young. I did not get my period at eight years old, that's for sure. What What grade are you in eight, at, your eight, eight, at eight years old? Third or something? Third? Yeah, no. No, that was when I got my... Second or third. I think I was in, like... Were you in elementary school? I think I was in, like, sixth grade when I got mine. Okay. Sixth or seventh grade? Summers? Maybe... Mm, summers around there? I don't fully remember. Um, yeah. But it was, like, summers in that time frame. I know I was, like... Summers around middle school. At the very least. Like, at the very latest yeah for I me was definitely freshman for sure because like i was, was already like the beginning of my freshman year i was already because i was already growing boobs pretty quickly by middle school i was already like a d go really like a c d yeah yeah i mean i knew some of the girls that were like that but that was not me yeah me and my me and one of my best <laughs> friends uh me and my best friend she we we we're basically growing our our boobs were basically growing pretty fast at the same time and yeah. we would just be like oh my god i'm a c cup now and she'd be like i am too <laughs> like it'd be like yep <laughs> and then she's like oh my god i'm a d now yeah yep i'm i couldn't imagine having a d cup in seventh or eighth grade mm-hmm. i'll probably lose my mind honestly yeah i'd be excited oh yeah Oh god, yeah. Sleeping and all that jazz. It's I'm great. So annoyed. It's great when you're young. You're like, fuck yeah, yeah, I got big boobs. Look at me. I know. My mom always growing up was just like, oh, take these off of me, and I'm always like, girl, give them to me then. I want them. But I now as, uh, nowadays I'm like, god, uh, fuck, I don't want them. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm just like, no. You want to come up? What are you eating? It better not be plastic. What are you eating? Stop it. You want to come up and snuggle? Oh, yeah. Fucking kids. Oh, what are we going to do with them? Uh, continue to love them. My eye is itchy. Just. She's got an itchy eye, folks. It was, is it only one eyeball? Yes, yeah, just this one eye. It's just like this corner is suddenly just like so itchy. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I love itching my eyeballs, but I always feel like I'm going to kill, like I'm going to blind myself. I know, I always feel like I'm going to like destroy my eye in some way. <clears throat> and I can't really rub my eyes very much because I have lashes, like I get my lash, I have lash extensions. So, yeah. um... I can't really rub my eyes. I have to be very careful about how I rub my eyes. So it's kind of annoying sometimes when I'm like, I just want to just get in there. I know. That's how I feel because I typically wear some sort of makeup every day. Yeah. And I'm just yeah, like, exactly. The, the day, if it's been like itchy all day, I'm just like, yes. I know. Seriously. Same, 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 You don't same. even get that relief, though. 
Okay. Well. Yes, but no, no, no. How has you been, ma'am? I was about to say, I guess we should move on to me so we can move on. Good. Um, I've been good. I've also been busy with work. Mm. Um, Not much has really been going on to report on. Yeah, it's a hibernation season, so... Yeah, um, I mean, got my surgery coming up. I don't think I... Have I talked about that on here? I think so. I think I have. Just don't think I've edited whatever episode that was in yet. (laughs) Um, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm trying to figure out all the insurance with that and making sure it's covered because... You want to know what it will cost me out of pocket? Out of pocket. Without insurance coverage. To get my my couple of little tubes removed. Take a guess, Laura. Um, I mean, hospitals are outrageous. And we live in America, so keep that in mind. <laughs> yes. Um. Like, I'd say maybe, like, 30 grand. Oh, you highballed it. You highballed it. Because I'm, I'm thinking, okay. I okay. don't know. Not that bad. Like, can occasionally be considered an elective surgery, I feel. Probably. Um, 16,000. Okay. So it's not, it's not, it's not 30K. No. Uh, I was also trying to compare it to, like, pregnancy and all that <laughs> comparing it to pregnancy labor and, and delivery because that's the information that i know <laughs> right um so, like i don't know man yeah no I so it's know. like sixteen thousand dollars and i'm like that's Jesus still a ton of money fucking christ money that we don't get i can understand a few thousand like i yeah. i can understand a few thousand dollars because you got to pay yeah. everybody that's doing it blah 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 um because I know that one time you scalpel you're using on me is not that expensive. Mm. Um, but just $16,000. Like, holy fuck. That's insane. So I have to call my insurance tomorrow and be like, so this is going to be covered right or not because that's going to really determine if I do this surgery right now or not so can you uh, can you let me know <laughs> thanks figure that out please yeah Jesus yeah so find out find out if I'm getting that surgery <laughs> in a couple well, of I weeks or it not works in your favor I know we'll find out if we gotta put it off a little bit longer <laughs> so you can like harass the insurance company mm, yeah because i just don't know if the doctor do that yeah i don't know how that all works so i'm like i've never done this before so i don't really know how all this works <laughs> this is my first time have you ever had this is my first time having surgery okay yeah i was gonna ask yeah this will be my first time me, like nervous but mostly not nervous but mostly grossed out <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, there's, like, a little nervousness just because, like, I've never been put under with anesthesia or anything. So, like, that part's, like, a little nerve-wracking and stuff. But, like, I'm not that concerned because it's a very common procedure. It's a very typical procedure. I'm a very healthy person, so there's no reason for it to go wrong. Um, 
So I'm not worried, like, at all. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. I've, I've never been under anesthesia either, but I've heard that it's kind of like you go to sleep and then, like. Literally, it's like you go to sleep and you wake up. That's it. That's wild. She was like, you're going to take a little nap. We're going to do our thing. And then you're going to wake up. And it's going to be over. I want to fucking hallucinate, though, bro. I know, right? Um, the good meds. Oh, she gave me the good meds. Oh, she gave me the good <laughs> meds. She did. Uh, I was like, because we talked about it. She was like, so since you've never experienced surgery before, we're, we don't know what your pain level is going to be with that. And in my head, I'm like, well, I've got a pretty high pain tolerance. But like, yeah. I'm like, you don't I don't... <laughs> I think I've been wearing full sleeves, so I don't think she realizes I have, like, two full sleeve tattoos on my arms. So I'm going to be a high pain tolerance, but it's okay. Um, but she was like, so we don't know how, like, you're going to react to it and, like, what your pain level is going to be and stuff. So she was like, typically for this kind of a surgery, you know, Tylenol, you know, whatever is usually good enough. Like, that's usually enough to get you through whatever pain you're in. She's like, but if you want, we can prescribe you, like, a few, like, a few tabs, you know, of something just to get you through. And I was like, yeah, sure, we might as well do it just in case I need it. You know, better to have yeah, it. Yeah, might as well not, like, wait for it. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that'd be fine. And she was like, cool, I'll put in a prescription for you. I actually, I need to go pick it up tomorrow. Um, But, uh, so I get a link or I get a text after I leave. Uh, that my prescription, like, review your pres- your prescription, and I was like, okay, and, like, I, like, click on it, and I look at it, and I'm like, oh, bitch gave me oxys. <laughs> Girl gave me oxys. I was like, oh. You're gonna be so in the clouds. I was like, yeah, well, thank you, ma'am. She gave me five, five milligram tabs. I'm like, Thank you. I don't know if I'm going to need it, but if I do. <laughs> it's going to help. I know. I've never been on any kind of like. I've never taken them. I have no clue. Pain meds or anything. Like, yeah. Not that strong. Never that strong. No. I think the most I've taken is maybe Tylenol with codeine, which is what I thought she would give me. And me too. Because that's what Nick got for his vasectomy. Was, um, so he took a Vike for his surgery they gave him a bike mm-hmm. um and then gave him tylenol with codeine for his um after meds in case he needed yeah. them and um for me they're knocking my ass out and giving me oxys i was like <laughs> well shit thank okay. you <laughs> like here we go so, um, but yeah, so I'll have them just in case. And then if not, then they'll be put away in case we ever um, need them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Well, I hope it goes well. And yeah. like, you actually get to do it. I know. I just, I'm, I'm just, like, really nervous about the insurance thing. Because, like, I have good insurance, but I just don't know on the elective if it's, con- if they consider it. Because it is an elective surgery. I am literally yeah. asking for them to do this for me like i'm literally going to them and being like hi i want you to do this can we do this yeah so it is technically like an elective surgery so but i just don't know on what my insurance fully covers because i've never had to do anything like this so i'm like i don't yeah i don't really know so we're gonna find I don't out i even know on my normal stuff what my insurance is supposed to do 
same honestly same honestly same. <laughs> i just like oh that's okay i good. just know i need it fantastic and they yeah. and honestly usually hr just recommends which one they think i should do and i'm like cool thanks because i don't know they'll literally help you they'll be like if you aren't sure what you what one will work for you we'll sit here like we'll help you figure it out and i'm like good because i don't know what i need because i don't know what i'm doing when i added nick a young one when i added nick to my insurance i had to like just go in and do it and i was like um what do i have here you can have the same as me because I don't know. <laughs> I don't okay, know. Okay, here you go. I was like, all right, same as me, same as me, same as me, same as me, same as me. All right, good. Because <laughs> I don't know. because right, if I'm doing okay, you'll be fine. Yeah, I was like, you know, if I'm doing good, you you got this. This is perfect you for it. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Insurance is weird, man. Oh, God, yeah. I get, like, these random, like, not bills, but it's, like, like receipts of like what went where and why and like and what, what your like, what you had what to pay this is even talking about what what you had to pay and you're like did i pay that already are you telling me i have to pay it or are you telling right. me i did pay it because the way they word it is weird yeah i don't half the time i don't pay attention these because i don't know what they are anyways just stop sending them half the time i don't pay attention to it away and i wait until i go into the doctors and they're like hey you have a bill of like 20 bucks do you want to pay it and i'm like sure they're like, hey, you have an outstanding bill of like seventeen bucks. Do you want to pay it right now? Yeah, of course. Go for it. Go down there. Seventeen is a quite a low number for me. They'd be like, oh, you owe like two hundred and thirty dollars, and I'll be like, mm, not today, sister. Oh God, Sorry. I've never gotten that one. Ugh, it's just all this stupid stuff. Ugh, yeah. Because it's like. <laughs> Get a bill. You owe us sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah, they just have to do, like, a lot of... <laughs> You're not getting it. Oh, you already had gotten it. I guess I'm going to go <laughs> sell my blood. <laughs> yeah, what's the other one you can sell? Plasma? Can I sell oh, some oh, organs? <laughs> right. Like, are your eggs still viable at this point? Actually, yes, like... they are. And I actually fully plan to <laughs> donate my eggs because I'm not using them. I don't need them. Um, and honestly, if I can't get the surgery now, I'm just going to... Get my IUD taken out because I have to get off birth control. You have to be off birth control in order to donate your eggs. Like, your body has to be fully mm -hmm. regulated in order to do it. Um, so, I have to get off birth control and then I have to get healthy again. Or, well, healthier again. I have to actually get back on my A game with all that stuff in order to be <laughs> able to donate. Um, yes. Mentally and physically. So, you have to be in, like, a really good place. Place. Health-wise. Um, are you donating or you not doing it from mula mula donating still gets you money honey oh, they okay. call it donating but you still get paid you still get paid good because you have to go on well, you have to like go under surgery expensive. and stuff it's you get you can get a good penny for your eggs um because first i'm gonna have to find out what i even have for eggs in my reserves and then <laughs> you can donate reserves. i think you can donate a certain amount of times like you can donate like once a year or something like that or once every so much like something like that so yeah they don't want you having like 19 million children and then it's just incest babies all throughout the united states well not necessarily just that but you know that you, you you're going into surgery like you still have to go under to get this like done <laughs> jesus fucking christ laura <laughs> jesus fucking christ i'm not gonna have that many eggs come out of me <laughs> fucking christ 
get your report back and they're like wow ma'am you got a gold mine in there you have so many <laughs> eggs in your reserves like there. we gotta get as many as we can out of you like good hey, pay the fuck up <laughs> i heard don't know if it's true because i don't remember the actual specific statistics so i'm roughing it here but i heard it's like Genghis khan or some someone random like that like has DNA within like oh of, yeah there's like some one like of the world because he had like 5,000 children well man didn't care who he fucked <laughs> he fucked no. uh, he fucked anyone and everyone <laughs> so I'm, I'm just worried that's gonna be a Kaylee situation Jesus all right? fucking Christ, as Laura. much as I would love a lot of Kaylee's they might start coming out a little funky Jesus Christ Laura <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you guys see what I have to deal with. Do you do you hear this? <laughs> You're like, no, medical science stuff, and I'm like, incest! <laughs> That's where Laura goes. That's where Laura's mind goes to. <laughs> incest. <laughs> oh my oh god. Um, but yes, I do plan to donate my eggs, and if I can't get the surgery now, then I guess I just have to get on my A game and get that shit done first. Go donate mm. some eggs, and then get the money. Get the money, and then get the oh, surgery. Because if I have to what pay a out of pocket, way to do that. if I gotta pay out of pocket, I'll just go donate some eggs first. <laughs> I'm trying to look up. You can make up to like sixty thousand dollars. It all depends where you go. All that stuff, like you can and make then, up like who you are. Yep, too. yep. It like it. There's like a lot, like you. There's a lot of opportunity. I mean, even lowballing it, it's like fifteen k. That's you. That that pays right for my surgery. <laughs> oh. Damn. Forty two thousand dollars. Yeah, that literally that. Like literally, even just the low end. Five thousand to fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. <gasps> hey, Laura, you should donate some eggs. <laughs> I don't know if, if you have a lot in reserve. I take. You know, you could donate. I just like, don't know how one. I feel about little knees running around that I'm not aware of. And then also, what if they try to fucking find me? And now I got 19 kids. About all I don't my think you have to I worry have. about it. The chances of that happening. I, th- I think you'll be okay. <laughs> I think you'll be okay, Laura. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I know that people who get, like, uh, eggs and whatnot and use them in that way, sometimes they don't even work all the time. Yeah, well, that's so. the thing is it's not necessarily guaranteed, but, yeah. Right. I could donate and I got no children out of Well, that. that's why I'm saying, like, there's, that's why I'm saying, like, you, you don't really have to be worried because, like, you have to a hope that they would even be viable with the person that takes in the eggs if it even goes through the fertilization process if the pregnancy even sticks like there's so many things that could end up making it not even happen which sad but the reality so of course do I hope that, yes, if I donate one of my eggs, that it brings someone the joy that they wish for? Yes, absolutely. That would be wonderful. If it doesn't happen, I'm very sorry for them, but I tried to help. Yes. And made money doing it. Exactly. Exactly. 
no, that's gonna that's gonna happen at some point. There's a whole journey happening here. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Shall we get into our topics? You know, I suppose we shall. But do we recall who went first last time? I was going to say, do we remember what we talked about last Cryptids. I think I went first last you time. You went first, yeah. Because I Southern Sayings, and you did your Fila Cryptids. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Do you want me to go first this time then? Sure. I just want to let, like, make everyone aware that in order for you to do this topic, Kaylee has 13 tabs open. Hey, hey, hey. Seems like a (laughs) lot, but it's gonna make sense. I was like, we don't know what this topic is yet. Not even I, but 13 tabs, darling. It'll make sense. It'll make sense. All right, so I'm going first. (laughs) So mine is going to be a bit of a lengthy one. Yes, ma'am. It's okay. It'll be interesting and kind of fun, I think. And fucked up, too. And a little fucked up. (laughs) We are talking about the history of nursery rhymes. I'm here for it. Buckle in, folks. Fucking creepy. Because they get weird sometimes. (laughs) So, what drew me to this? What drew me to this is I saw a TikTok or something like that that was talking about the Muffin Man. And he was like, but did you know there was an actual Muffin Man in history that, like, went around and, like, killed kids? And, like, lured them with a muffin on a string. And you got this nursery rhyme. That is not the origins of the rhyme. It is not the origins of the rhyme. Like, I looked it up, like, the history of the Muffin Man, and that is not the origins of... But it got me thinking about that. And I was like, and then you, and you asked me if we wanted to record. And I was like, well, do I have a topic for you, Laura? So the reason (laughs) I have so many tabs open is because I have the rhymes themselves all opened up. So it'll be easy for me to click through and get to them. It makes sense why I have so many tabs. (laughs) I'm telling you, it does. I got a little listicle that we're going to use here that is from mentalfloss.com, which, as always, all links will be linked down in the description show notes area. So check that out if you want to check out our sources and shit and where we got everything from. Um, so You're going to have to put all 13? Yeah. <laughs> I said I got a lot of sources this, this episode. I've got my sticky notes up for when I'm done so I can go through and save all of my links. Um, this is great. Okay, so our first rhyme that we're going to talk about uh, is Baba Black Sheep. Oh, so, I used to love that one. I didn't really know that one that well. Um, it was in a book I used to like as a kid. Oh, really? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it has its own like little nursery rhyme book kind of thing. And then my mom did creepy children's, like songs in the car all the time um okay um so though most scholars agree that baba black sheep is about the great custom which is a tax on wool that was introduced in 1275 
Its use of the color black and the word master led some to wonder whether there was a racial message at its center. Its political correctness was called into question yet again in the later part of the 20th century, with some schools banning it from being repeated in classrooms. What are you doing out there? Okay, Dad's going to investigate. Um, Which one do you think it is? I don't know. I don't know. Probably a little boy. <laughs> I hear his collar. He's knocking the food off of her plate and then eating it off the floor. Yeah. So he's, so he's not, not eating, eating of off of her plate. But he is eating her food, but it's yeah. not, but he's not, because yeah. he's knocking it on the floor. It's yeah, his little loophole. He knocked the plate he's on the so floor. He's um, we, so smart. We, uh, quick sidetrack, we swap, we are swapping and trying out uh, the Smalls cat food brand, um, where it's, like, basically pre-done, all packaged out food for you, and it's, like, actual meat and diet, like, good food for cats, Um We've been trying that out, and they've been fucking loving it and, like, licking their plates clean. <laughs> and he's been doing that to her plate. When she leaves a little bit behind, he goes over to it, and he just paws at it and, like, knocks it off onto the floor and then eats it off the floor. And I'm like, is that your little loophole? So that way you're not eating from your sister's plate because you're not Her supposed food. to eat from your sister's plate? <laughs> hey. So. Smart kitty. He's a, he's, mm-hmm. You should oh, win yeah. an award for that, honestly. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Anyways, back to this. We were talking about Baba Black Sheep. Um, <laughs> so, its political correctness was called into question in the later part of the 20th century, with some schools banning it from being repeated in classrooms, and others simply switching out the word black for something deemed less offensive. In 2011, news outlets reported on the proliferation of Baba Rainbow Sheep as an alternative. Just doesn't roll off the tongue. But I'm going to read you the rhyme. It also, though, could be taken very interestingly. So, I do have um, yes, I a couple other articles as well that I'm reading from at the same time, like, for this. But I'm going to read you the rhyme. <clears throat> ba ba black sheep have you any wool yes sir yes sir three bags full one for the master one for the dame and one for the little boy who lives down the lane that is it that is the rhyme um this article reads not surprisingly this rhyme is all about sheep and the importance of sheep in to the english economy until the late 16th century the final lines of the rhyme read and none for the little boy who cried down the lane um it was changed to the current version in order to cheer it up and make it into a song more suitable for children so it was originally Ba Ba Black Sheep, Have You Any Wool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. One for the master, one for the dame, and none for the little boy who cries down the lane. Okay. Okay. So. I just. Why do they hate on this little boy? He's already crying. Well, none for the little boy who cries down the lane. Boys um, can cry, all right? 
in medieval England, the wool trade was big business. There was enormous demand for it, mainly to produce cloth, and everyone who had land, uh, from present to major landowners, raised sheep. The great English landowners, including lords, abbots, and bishops, began to count their wealth in terms of sheep, with some flocks totaling over 8,000 animals, all tended by dozens of full-time sheep herders. Um, after returning from the Crusades in 1272, Edward I imposed new taxes on the wool trade in order to pay for his military ventures. Ah, there we go. It is believed that this wool tax forms in the background to the rhyme. One third of the price of each bag or sack sold was for the king, the master. One third to the monasteries or church, which is the dame. And none to the poor shepherd, the little boy who cries down the lane, who had tirelessly tended and protected the flock. So it's literally basically being like, yep, so all the big guys get it, but the little one down below who did all the work gets none. That's why he gets none. Because he's the poor person who did all the work. And that was what? What year? In like 1272 is when the... Like, this has been happening since 1272. Hold on, hold on, no, hold on. When was the nursery rhyme? And we're over here still doing this bullshit, though? It was first printed and published in Tommy Thumb's Pretty Songbook, the oldest surviving collection of English-language nursery rhymes, published in 1744 with the lyrics very similar to the contemporary version. Baba, black sheep, have you any wool? Yes, Mary, have I three bags full. One for my master, one for my dame, one for my little boy that lives in the lane. But the... I don't know, you just... The last uh, theory that you gave had a date on it, and I um, feel like it was like 12 or 13 something. Hold on, I gotta go back to that link. I got a lot of... I got a lot of points. But the... Uh, well, the custom tax was introduced in 1275, um, yes. but the song itself the... wasn't until, like, the 1700s is when it was first published. So I don't know when the song really, like, right. came to be. Right, but all I'm saying is that 1275 or whatever, all this bullshit was already happening. Oh, yeah. And, but with sheep, and it's, like, still yeah. happening. Like, what are we... Oh, yeah, that shit's still, hap still happening today, of course. Like, History repeats itself. It, like, started that far oh, yeah. ago. Oh, I know. know. This bullshit's been happening I for just, a long time. I know time. nothing about timelines and history, so I don't know when was what. Yeah, so, um, the earliest printed version... Uh, of which dates from around 1744. The words have not changed very much in two and a half centuries. It is sung to a variant of the 18th century French melody. A vous maman. That was fucking bad. I'm only kind of sorry. I hope all of you French people cringed so fucking hard. Probably couldn't. <laughs> I really hope the mic caught that. <laughs> Did you hear him, Laura? Only a little. He he okay. said after I was like, I hope all you French people cringed really hard. He was like, You are French. 
He's right. I'm French as fuck. <laughs> I'm French as fuck. <laughs> but I do not know how to speak it. I'm sorry. My high school only had Spanish teachers. We were told um, it's easier to find Spanish teachers than it is French teachers in Maine, apparently. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, what? Canada's right there. What are you talking about? They know French. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> Even if it's not France right. French, like, it's yeah. something. What do you mean you can only find Spanish teachers? We literally had four Spanish classes. Jesus. Yeah. I did two years of Spanish and two years of French, and I got nothing out of it. Well, we were required to do two years of a language, but the only language we had was Spanish. Was Spanish. So So I was like, well, guess I'm learning Espanol, bitches. Not (laughs) Not much of it stuck. Not much of it stuck. I only got a few little things here and there. Sorry. <laughs> I'd try, but no. 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 I don't got this. No. Okay, well, that's Baba Black Sheep. Uh, I feel like I believe in the third theory. I like that one best. That would make sense. I can see that. Just, saying. Just put it out there. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, this one I had never heard of. Um... It is called Goosey Goosey Gander. Nope. Not in my repertoire. Would you like me to read it to you first, or would you like me to just give you the article first? I'll let you choose. I think I I might want to hear it first. All right. All right. Goosey Goosey Gander. Whither shall I wander? Upstairs and downstairs, and in my lady's chamber. There I met an old man who wouldn't say his prayers. So I took him by his left leg and threw him down the stairs. What the f- <laughs> There's so much to unpack there. <clears throat> no, let me... <laughs> when did I allow your commentary on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> You have a lot to say this episode. Do you want your own mic? <laughs> Get on in here. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> um, so, now I will read you this little blurb here. It's hard to imagine that any rhyme with the phrase goosey goosey in it could be described as anything but feel good. <laughs> but one popular well, version... of it, though. But oh. one popular version of the ditty is actually a tale of religious persecution. Some years after the song's first appearance in the historical record, it was appended with some disturbing lines. There I met an old man who wouldn't say his prayers, so I took him by his left leg and threw him down the stairs. That part I'm fine with, I think. That's the part you're fine with? down the stairs. What's up with this woman's chamber and then finding an old man in there? Well, I'm wondering if it's like, it's my parents' room kind of thing. You know, like, maybe it's like the parents' room. Or, no, the dame is the church. Remember, the dame Taper. is the church. The dame's chamber. Remember, the dame is a church. Oh. A dame represents a church a in, like, this language writing. In, like, ye olden oh, English okay. language. Um. Okay. Dame seems to represent a church a lot, so I'm thinking like in the church's room, like he's not saying his so prayers, like if kind you're of thing. In church, why aren't you doing church? Just leave church if you don't want to do church. 
Throw him down the stairs. That's it. He's an idiot. Uh, I love it. Throw him down the stairs. He's an idiot. Are you trying to clarify if gaming is a church? Um, I'm pulling up the Wikipedia for this one. Because it will probably tell me. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. The earliest recorded version of this rhyme is in Gammer Girton's Garland, or the Nursery Parnassus, published in London in 1784. Like most early versions of the rhyme, it does not include the last four lines. Um, so, goose a goose a gander, where shall I wander? Upstairs and downstairs in my lady's chamber, there you'll find a cup of sack and a race of ginger. Some versions have the additional concluding lines. The stairs went crack. He nearly broke his back. And all the little ducks went quack, quack, quack. Honestly, I can see that one making the most sense. Honestly, that no one sense. does That's kind of. nursery rhymes are. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and you teach kids that ducks say quack. And then Iona <laughs> and Peter Opie, which are these people who do a lot of history on like um, nursery rhymes and stuff like that. Uh, note records of a separate rhyme referring to the crane fly recorded from about 1780, which they suggested may have been amalgamated with this rhyme in the early 19th century, which is old father long legs can't say his prayers, take him by the left leg and throw him down the stairs. Interpretations. <laughs> Some have suggested that this rhyme refers to priest holes hiding places oh. for itinerant uh -oh. catholic priests no i was like am i reading this word right i needed to know if it was an i or an l <laughs> um it's a hiding place for itinerant catholic priests during the persecutions under king Hen henry the seventh come here <laughs> so it's like, Mom, Come here. I need attention. What's that? Hi, little lady. There we go. Excuse me. Sorry. She wanted to join <laughs> us. Okay. Um. So, uh. So it. So they were basically hiding places for uh Catholic priests during the perse persecution from King Henry Henry the Seventh. His children, Edward, Queen Elizabeth, and later under Oliver Cornwell, once discovered the priest would be forcibly taken from the house, thrown down the stairs, and treated badly. That's all it says. Amateur historians Chris Roberts suggests further that the rhyme is linked to the propaganda campaign against the Catholic Church during the reign of King Henry VII. Left leg was slang term for Catholics during the reign of Edward the Sixth. I'm sorry. King Henry the Eighth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's three I lines, not read. two lines. <laughs> I can't read Roman numbers. Um, I can only remember it because I know V is five and the line after it means six, seven, That's eight. That's the part I can't remember. And the line before <laughs> it means four. That's the only way I remember it. 
Um, so King Henry VIII, excuse me. Um, left leg was a slang term for Catholics during the reign of King Edward VI. Can't say his prayers could refer to the banning of Latin prayers and the mandate to use the English language Book of the Common Prayers. Um, other interpretations exist. Um, Mark Crocker and Richard Maybe note in Birds Britannica that the gray lag goose has for millennia been associated with fertility. What does this have to do with geese? That goose still has a sexual... Oh! Okay. 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 That the gray lag goose has for millennia been associated with fertility. That goose still has a sexual meaning in British culture. And that the nursery rhyme preserves these sexual overtones in my lady's chamber. Goose was a British term for for prostitutes. Or, in modern day, we call them sex workers. Um, but I am reading a historical article, so don't get mad at me. Um, and bitten by a goose was a reference to visible symptoms of STIs. Thus, Chris Roberts thus argues that the wandering refers to the spreading of STIs. Shall I reread you the original version again so you can absorb what I just told you about the STIs? But I feel like... That one wouldn't be go with the. Not the new one. Not the one. No, 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 no. That one would go with the original one where it's goose a goose a gander. Where shall I wander upstairs and Mm -hmm. downstairs in my lady's chambers? There you'll find a cup of sack and a race of ginger. They just don't Mm -hmm. explain those last two lines. But they explain the wandering I, I, being the spreading of STIs and the ladies' chamber being, like, prostitutes, sex, geese being, you know, prostitutes. I heard that, like, ginger is good for, like, UTIs and stuff. What was the other one? Uh, it's a cup race. of sack and a race of ginger. A cup of sack equals wine. White fortified wine ginger. imported from the mainland Spain or the Canary Islands. What's a race of ginger? Uh, the root of a ginger plant, ginger root, um, added as a spice. So I'm wondering if it's, like, in a prostitute's chamber you would find wine and, like, stuff in, like, maybe ginger maybe because if she got any STIs. form of, like, STIs or anything like that. Hmm. Interesting. And then, yeah, the other one that's in relation to uh, King Henry VIII fits more along the throw him down the stairs one. Yes, that that does make sense. I guess I was just I didn't realize it the cuz there are a couple versions of the, the song of the rhyme. Yeah, that one came first. <laughs> I don't know which one came first specifically. Oh, I see. Oh. I just know that the earliest published version is 1784. But there's another recorded version from 1780. So, technically it says this version about throwing him down the stairs came first, but I don't know. If you know, write to us. Yeah, let us know. So, that is Goosey Goosey that's, Gander. That's such a weird one. Yep, no one yep. has ever heard of it. Yep. So, our next one is Jack and Jill. 
classic. Oh, of course. You know, one of, so one of the most common theories surrounding the story's origin is that it's about Francis Louis the 16th and his wife, Marie Antoinette, um, who were both found guilty of treason and subsequently beheaded. The only problem is um, th that those events occurred nearly 30 years after Jack and Jill was first written. Um, the more likely story attributes the rhyme to the 17th century king of England, Charles I. Apparently, he attempted to increase taxes on alcohol, which were generally measured in units known as Jacks and Jills. Um, after that failed, he instead reduced... They're missing a word, but I think they mean size. Uh, he instead reduced the size of a Jack, about one-eighth of a pint... And in turn, the Jill, which is twice the size of a jack, so the Jill's increased price came tumbling after. That makes sense. And again, it's another one that revolves around mm -hmm. someone <laughs> taxing something and people being pissed about it. Like, what? <sighs> yeah, because it's, um, Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fe fell down and broke his crown. And Jill came tumbling after. Do you have, like, other theories for this one? Um. <clears throat> I just know you had for the other one, so I'll just check in. Let's see what they got. All right, interpretations. <clears throat> there are several theories concerning the origin of the rhyme. Most such explanations post-date the first publication of the rhyme and have no corroborating evidence. S. Baron Gold suggested that the rhyme is related to a story in the 13th century Icelandic, ooh, forgive me, Iceland, Gifagining? <laughs> I'm so I mean... sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> in which the brother... I want to hear in their accent, too. In which the brother and sister, Jaki and Bill, <laughs> were stolen by the moon while drawing water from a well to be seen there to this day. The moon steals people? Apparently. In this Icelandic Iceland, fucking fuck story it does. Over there? So other suggestions Other suggestions rooted in history include a reference to the executions of Richard Epsom, Epson, sorry, Epson, not Epsom, <laughs> Epson, and Edmund Dudley in 1510, or to a marriage negotiation conducted by Thomas Wolsey in 1514. Alternatively, it has been taken to satirize the attempt by King Charles I of England to raise extra revenue by ordering that the volume of Jack, one-eighth pint, be reduced while the tax remained the same. In consequence of this, the Jill, a quarter pint in liquid, um, came tumbling after. Uh, there is also a belief in Somerset that the rhyme records, uh, sorry, that the rhyme records events in the village of Kimmerston. Um, when a local girl became pregnant, the putative father is said to have died from a rock fall and the woman afterwards died in childbirth the local surname of gilson is therefore taken to derive from gill's son 
A more prosaic origin of the rhyme is suggested by historian A. Martin, Edward A. Martin, wow, um, who notes that pails of water may readily have been collected from dew ponds, which were located on the tops of hills. And then what? That's what I got. That's it. That's all I got for food. (laughs) That's what they gave me for interpretations. Well, they said the dew pond on the top of the hill. That makes sense. But, like, what's the following after? All right. You really helped half the picture here, sir. Eddie. Yeah, he didn't help much with that one. Um, So it seems that people typically seem to think it's in relation to King Charles I basically raising, or not raising the tax. He didn't raise the tax. He just lowered the amount of alcohol and kept the tax the same. Which is basically like raising a tax. Exactly. It's basically like raising a tax. Just like weirdly sneaky. Yeah. So, that is uh, Jack and Jill. Our next one is Mary, Mary, Quite Contrary. Um, so, contrary is one way to describe I a murderous psychopath. This popular English nursery rhyme... She was a murderous psychopath. I mean, she, she was. Oh, oh no. Queen, Queen Mary the First of England? I don't know. She was a murderous psychopath. And I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's... it's Oh, don't oh, worry. Don't worry. We're getting up? there. <laughs> this popular English nursery rhyme, which reads like a solicitation for gardening advice, is actually, according to many, a recounting of the homicidal nature of Queen Mary I of England, a.k.a. Bloody Mary. A fierce believer in Catholicism, her reign as queen from 1553 to 1558 was marked by the execution of hundreds of Protestants. Um, silver bells and cockle shells in this understanding are actually torture devices, not garden accoutrements. So, Mary, Mary, quite contrary. I'm going to read it to you now. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maids all in a row. All and all and pretty maids all in a row. I don't know why they repeat that line twice. It's so dumb. Uh, Mary, and then it repeats. So that that is it. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maids all in a row. And pretty maids all in a row. They really want, they to, really want you to know those maids in are in a row. If they aren't, she coming for you, bitch. Mm-hmm. Also, since you also have watched the Sam and Colby stuff, is Queen Mary the same one that they visited? Like Queen Mary's ship or hotel or whatever? Like, I, I don't, don't know, there's, like, Queen Mary the Fifth well, or whatever, it's a and I don't know. Sh- I think, just named after one of the queens. Um, right. I just don't know. But I think she still, like, used it. You don't have to know. Just a question on the top of my head, if anybody else knows. Let me know. Because I like history. History is very fascinating. It just doesn't stick with me, so I don't know anything. Oh, no, 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 no. They are just named after them. Um, the Queen Mary and its sister ship, the Queen Elizabeth, both were designed to be large, luxur- luxurious, and powerful. Con- uh, construction of the Queen Mary began in 1930. So it's probably just, like, named True. after the queens of England kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, let's see, let's see. Interpretation. They do not give us okay they gave us meaning okay we got we got this we got this um so no proof has <laughs> almost had a 
attack of some sort. No proof has been found that the rhyme was known before the 18th century. While Mary, uh, first of Eng- the way they worded that, while Queen Mary the first of England, um, and Mary, Queen of Scots, were contem- contemporaries in the 16th century. Um, so they don't know that it's necessarily correlated to them because it is kind of like a couple centuries apart. Um, so like many nursery rhymes, it has acquired various historical explanations. One theory is that it is a religious allegory of Catholicism, with Mary being Mary, the mother of Jesus, bells representing the Sanctus Bells, the cockles, the badges of the pilgrims to the shrine of St. James in Spain. Um, and pretty maids are nuns. But even within this strand of thought, there are differences of, of opinion as to whether it is lament for the uh, reinstatement of Catholicism or for its persecution. Another theory sees the rhyme as connected to Mary, Queen of Scots, um, with how does your garden grow, referring to her reign over her realm, silver bells referring to Catholic cathedral bells, cockle shells insinuating that her husband was not faithful to her, and pretty maids all in a row referring to her ladies-in-waiting, the four Marys. Um, Mary has also been identified as Mary I of England, Bloody Mary, um, with how does your garden grow said to refer to her lack of heirs, to the common idea that England had become a Catholic vassal or branch of Spain in the Habsburgs. Um, It is also said to be a punning reference to her chief minister, Stephen Gardner. Quite contrary, is said to be a reference to her unsuccessful attempt to reserve ecclesiastical changes affected by her father, King Henry VIII and her brother uh, Edward VI. The pretty maids all in a row is speculated to be a reference to miscarriages. Her execution of Lady Jane Grey or alternatively to her execution of the Protestants. She killed a lot of people. I... Yeah. I thought... I still am stuck on that word that I don't know what it is. Can we? Which word? Can we do like a? Oh, 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 yeah, that word. I'm like, what is that word? Ecclesiastical. And then I need you to read that sentence again once we know the definition, because I wasn't able to like comprehend. Same. I wasn't either. I wasn't either. (laughs) Okay. Meaning. Relating to the Christian church and its clergy. Okay. Okay. So, quite contrary is said to be a reference to her unsuccessful attempt to reverse ecclesiastical changes affected by her father, Henry VIII, and her brother, Edward VI. Okay. So, because she was a... Um, a Catholic, and they were Christian. And yes, I know they're technically the same, but they're not at the same time. Fuck anybody. Don't write. Don't at me. I don't fucking no. care. Go fuck yourself. They are different. No, but it's true for sure. And there's a lot of different branches within just the Christianity. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
name. It essentially, yes. Oh, that is not classier. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um. Okay, I guess we're gonna have to have our next episode be comparing certain religions to what beer do you think that is? <laughs> How many and people can we offend in one in episode? <laughs> <laughs> the religious and the redneck. Seriously, right? literally both sides. And they kind of cross over <laughs> sometimes too, so. They do. So we're reuni- reuniting them, all right? So. All right. Our next one. Um, do, 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 do. Is going to be Three Blind Mice. Oh, I, I know this one. Yes, yes. This is another popular one. Three Blind Mice is supposedly yet another ode to Bloody Mary's brain with the trio in question, believed to be a group of Protestant bishops, Hugh Latimer, Nicholas Radley, and the Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Cranmer, um, who unsuccessfully conspired to overthrow the queen and were burned at the stake for their heresy. Critics suggest that the blindness in the title refers to their religious beliefs. Um, so the okay, so there's obviously like a few different variations, and they don't really give me. So the origin, so a version of the rhyme together with music um, was published in Deuteramelia, or the second part of music's melody in 1609. The editor of the book and possible author of the rhyme was Thomas Ravenscroft. Um, So the original lyrics are... That's a badass last name. (laughs) The original lyrics are three blind mice, three blind mice, Dame Lulian, Dame Lulian, the miller and his merry old wife, she scrapped her tripe like thou the knife. <laughs> I knew your face was going to do something when I read I that last did, line. I never did. <laughs> I just never did well with like Shakespearean type older languages and I just have that. It's okay. I don't even know. Um, it's okay. Do you want to know what the modern words are? Do you want me to remind you of yeah. what the modern words to this are? Three blind yeah. mice. Three blind mice. See how they run. See how they run. They all ran after the farmer's wife, who cut off their tails with a carving knife. Did you ever see such a sight in your life as three blind mice? That's the modern children's version, by the way. I don't think I remember that specific part growing up. Well, that's that's the line. Oh, I'm sure, uh-huh. but interesting. So, attempts in children's nurseries, like maybe teenage nurseries. Maybe yeah, maybe like teenage nursery rhymes. Um, so attempts to read historical significance into the words have led to the speculation that this musical round was written earlier and refers to queen mary the first of england blinding and executing three protestant bishops however the oxford martyrs ridley latimer and cranmer uh, were burned at the stake not blinded although if the rhyme was made by crypto catholics the mice's 
blindness could refer to their Protestantism. Um, however, as can be seen above, the earliest lyrics don't talk about harming the three blind mice. The first known date of publication is 1609, well after Queen Mary died. Um, the rhyme only entered children's lit literature in 1842 when it was published in a collection by James Orchard Hollowell. And apparently, who well, cut James, off their tails with a carving knife was a good line for children, so. <laughs> James, what psych ward did you get out of? <laughs> So yeah, that is uh, that is three blind mice. Next one is Ring Around the Rosie, oh, another classic I've heard that about this one. everyone knows. <laughs> <clears throat> so, considering that some of today's classic nursery rhymes are more than two centuries old, there are often several theories surrounding their origins, and not a lot of sound proof uh, about which argument is correct. But of all the alleged nursery rhyme backstories, Ring Around the Rosie is probably the most infamous. Though its lyrics and even its title have gone through some changes over the years, the most popular contention is that the sing-songy verse refers to the 1665 Great Plague of London. The Rosie is the rash that covered the afflicted, the smell from which they attempted to cover up with a pocket full of posies. The plague killed nearly 15% of the country's population, which makes the final verse, ashes, ashes, we all fall down, rather self-explanatory. But Snopes labels this reading false. Ooh, so I do say, a couple other people. Um, and quotes folklorist Philip Hiscock. Yeah. Taking that name for a minute. <laughs> Philip Hiscock. Yeah, take it in. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> I didn't even realize what I did there. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um with a more like with a with a more likely suggestion that the nursery rhyme probably has its origins in the religious ban on dancing among many Protestants in the 19th century in Britain, as well as here in North America. Adolescents found a way around the dancing ban with what is called in the United States the play party. Play parties consisted of ring games, which differed from square dances only in their name and their lack of musical accompaniment. 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 I'm struggling with that word. They were hugely popular. They were hugely popular, and younger children got into the act, too. Let me pull up my other article. Ring around the rosies. Um, so, it has a couple of different versions. It's also ring-a-ring-a-rosies. Ring-a-ring-a. So... The first one, like, one of the common British versions is ring a ring -a rosies a pocket full of posies, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. It's supposed to sound like you're, like, sneezing or something. <laughs> okay. And then the common American version is ring around the rosie, a pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. So... <clears throat> Variations, uh, corruptions, and vulgarized versions were noted to be used 
long before the earliest printed publications. One such variation was dated to be used in Connecticut in the 1840s, a novel of 1855, The Old Homestead by Anne S. Stevens, records the variation. A ring, a ring of roses, laps full of posies. Awake, awake, now come and make a ring, a ring of roses. Another early record of the rhyme uh, was in Kate Greenaway's Mother Goose or the Old Nursery Rhymes in 1881. Ring, a ring, Ringa, ringa roses, a pocket full of posies. Hush, 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 hush. We're t- all tumbled down. Wow, they really want you to shut the fuck up. I get it though. I worked at a school. Um, in his games and songs of American Children, eighteen eighty three, William Wells Noel reports several variants. One of which he provides with a melody and dates to New Bedford, Massachusetts, around seventeen ninety. Ring a ring a rosy, a bottle full of posy. All girls in our town ring for little Josie. I don't know who Josie is, but and what we're is ringing ring? for her. What does that mean? Does so, mean I don't know. Hold on, hold on. Thing. We haven't gotten there yet. I guess we'll find out when we fucking oh. get there, won't we? Sorry, I got a lot of questions. I gotta open them up to the world. The I know, I can see it. <sighs> I can see it on your face. <laughs> um, my goodness, my goodness. The bottles, the bottles. So they don't give me like. Okay, so theories from so origins and meanings of the game have long been unknown and subject to speculation. Folklore scholars, however, regard the Great Plague explanation that has been the most common since the mid twentieth century as baseless. Wow, it's baseless. That's they crazy. all call it base. Um, so, theories from the 19th century, which is the 1800s, if you are not aware, because if you need help understanding how that works, if it's the 19th century, it's like a year after. It's the number lower than that. So, 19th century means it's the 1800s. I can remember that. Um... I appreciate that. I never in 1898. <laughs> yeah, I never. I didn't understand it for the longest time, and then I figured it out because basically it's one number less. So if it's the 19th century, it's the 1800s. Um, so in 1898, a dictionary of the British folklore contained the belief that the that an explanation of the game was of pagan origin, um, based on the Sheffield glossary comparison of Jacob Grimm's douche mytho. Douche mythology. Um, the theory states that it is in reference to pagan myth. Shut up. And cited a passage which states, Gifted children of fortune have the power to laugh roses as Freya wept gold. Um, it claimed the first instance to be indicative of pagan beings of light. Another suggest is more literal. Um, that is making a ring around the roses and bowing with the all fall down as a curtsy. Um, in 1892, the American writer Eugene Field wrote a poem titled Teeny Weeny that specifically referred to fae folk playing ring a rosy. 
According to Games and Songs of American Children, published in 1883, the Rosie was a reference to the French word for rose tree, and the children would dance and stoop to the person in the center. Variations, especially more literal ones, were identified and noted with the literal falling down that would sever the connections into uh, to the game rhythm. Again, in 1898, sneezing was then noted to be indicative of many superstitious superstitious and supernatural beliefs across differing cultures and part of some of the rhymes is like making it sound like you are sneezing sometimes there I mean, was that one, one did i saw yeah there was Something another one that i had that was like yeah the british version is um Ring a ring of rosies, a pocket full of posies, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. We're supposed to do it like you're sneezing. That make it sound like you're sneezing. <laughs> it um, so and then the last one that I was going to tell you about was the Muffin Man. Um, The Muffin Man, which is the one that inspired me, but really it's not about a murder. Um, We're not talking about a murder. <laughs> Uh, the Muffin Man is a traditional nursery rhyme children's song or children of game of English origin. Um, the man in question who lived on Drury Lane in London may have been a man whose profession was delivering baked goods such as English muffins. He may have been an impoverished beggar man. Um, like a ragamuffin. That is someone who was basically like a beggar. Mm. Impoverished. However you want to word that. So the most widely known lyrics are, um, do you know the muffin man? The muffin man, the muffin man. Do you know the muffin man who lives on Drury Lane? And then someone responds with, yes, I know the muffin man, the muffin man, the muffin man. Yes. I know the muffin man who lives on Drury Lane. Um, so literally it's, it's literally about, English muffin deliverers, people who made and delivered <laughs> English muffins, and I don't know. I think I like muffins the of those times. Better. I know, right? The murder story is Same, way better. Honestly, so I'm gonna believe in that one. Just honestly, it yeah. Seems like... <laughs> <laughs> just what because. I want. So just because it's so funny because it's it's yeah. about a murderer. It's like I want it, so I'm gonna believe in it. But. That'd be way cooler for muffins. Exactly. To be made that way. There was one or the muffin man rhyme to be made that way. Uh, so sometimes uh, Drury Lane is uh, substituted for Dorset Lane, and then there's okay. Then there's the Dutch version. Okay, the Dutch version mussels are substituted for muffins <laughs> it's the muscle man like as in like 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 muscles like the food like the 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 the, the oh. things from the sea that you eat Ew. muscle not <laughs> not not strong not strong <laughs> strong man muscles no no muscles m-u-s-s-e-l muscles the things you eat i don't eat them no Um, are substituted for muffins. I was like, what? Um, okay, Dutch. And then, 
And Shevenigan is the fisherman's harbor near the Hague, uh, which is a replacement for Drury Lane. Shevenigan. Shevenigan. <laughs> Is it Shevigan again? Elaine? <laughs> <laughs> again? I think it's just Shevinigan. It just gets worse the more I try to say it because I've forgotten how to say it. Which is a which is a peer in uh, And she dips out on us again. It's cause she accidentally closed out of it. You would think I would know better than to not hit the fucking back button on my mouse. But do I know better? No. Um, <laughs> like I was saying, Schwenigen is a port. Oh, okay. Basically. For the oysters. In like. I mean muscles. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. They're the same thing. I don't know. Either way, they're slimy and gross. So, yeah. Uh, well, that's my, that's, that's it. That's my thing. That's my topic. That's it. Well, thank you for bringing that to our attention. I am a little disappointed by the Muffin Man. I was also disappointed when I looked it up and I was like, oh, oh. this has nothing to do with murder. This has nothing I was to very do much murder. let down. <laughs> it's, it's taxes and then Queen Mary. Who, I guess, is still murder, but, you know. <coughs> yeah, she did kill a lot of people. You know, I'm going to look her up, and that's well, that'll be a topic one of these times. Cause I was going to say, we can, we can totally make that a, a topic. Dual Queen Mary, because I'm sure she's got a lot of information out there. Oh, my God, yeah. Weird, weird shit be going on in the... 17th, 18th, and 19th century. It seems some weird shit. Yeah. And most nursery rhymes, and most nursery rhymes basically come from the 16th, 17th, and 18th centuries. Yeah. Could you imagine being, like, from somewhere in, like, uh, the 16th century, and people... 2023 you're still talking about you oh my god seriously be crazy i mean typically it's for bad stuff so maybe you know makes sense but maybe wild. at least all of these authors and stuff made history sir ma'am whomever mm-hmm. but for probably poor choices just never happened. honestly honestly <laughs> <laughs> um all right. It's your turn, Laura. What do you got for us? Like I've told you a few times, Kaylee, I'm, I promise you, I do not... I just... I just Mark and I are obsessed, okay? <laughs> so, like... Oh, no. Oh, no. I know exactly where this is going, guys. <laughs> but they, they I've were, created monsters. You've created monsters, for sure. For sure. Um, however, Sam and Colby, in their midst, because I like that they share, like, the history of stuff, but they, like, touched on this one thing for, like, five seconds that I wanted, I was like, what? So, I looked into it more. Um, okay. And it's called The Dancing Plague of 1518. 
That's literally on, that's been on my list of one of the ones to cover because it's so really? fucking weird. It's so weird. Oh, yeah. Like, it's I, such a weird one. And all of the it's theories really don't one. make sense to me. No, none of the theories make sense. The, the, it's because no, no one really understands it. Honestly, the... The hysteria I, I'll let you part. talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the only one that makes sense is the hysteria part. Basically, yeah. the the mass hysteria is the yeah. only one. The only one that makes Wild. sense. Wild. And if you don't you know, imagine? Laura will tell you all about the dancing plague, <laughs> and then you will understand why mm-hmm. it's just basically mass hysteria that happens. It's like what the fuck is happening? So the dancing plague of 1518. You know, the good old 16th century once again. Um. Is, was an event in which hundreds of citizens of Strasbourg, um, now f- a city within France, danced uncontrollably and apparently unwillingly for days on end. The mania lasted for about two months before ending as mysteriously as it began. In July 1518, a woman whose name was given as Frotrophia, got it, stepped into the street and began dancing. She seemed unable to stop, and she kept dancing until she collapsed from exhaustion. After resting, she resumed the compulsive, frenzied activity. She continued this way for days, and within a week, more than 30 people were similarly affected. They kept going long past the point of injury. City authorities were alarmed by the ever-increasing numbers of dancers. The civic and religious leaders theorized that more dancing was the solution. Yes, logical. These people can't stop dancing, so more dancing solution. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they arranged for uh, guide halls for the dancers to gather in, musicians for um, to accompany the dancing, and professional dancers to help the afflicted to continue dancing. Um, this only exasperated, I can't say these words. Exasperated. Um, yes, thank you. The the issue here. And as many as 400 people were eventually consumed by the dancing compulsion. A number of them died from their exertions. In early September, the mania began to abate. So literally July through September, people just could not stop dancing. Yep. Like, could you imagine? Like the hottest, like... Part of the hard, hottest time of year, like, for sure, right through summer, right through summer. And I know it's like 1518, so I'm not sure like what it was like for like jobs back then or whatever. But could you imagine being told, "Hey, this so and so can't"? Well, jobs right now? back then are gonna be a lot of farming things like that. You're gonna have a lot of farming stuff. You're gonna have a lot of textile makers and things like that. You're gonna be having a lot of hands on jobs of like working with raw materials and right. shit like that yeah so it's like 400 people dance so many like families probably suffered from that and that's wild i would be fucking pissed if i couldn't stop dancing like do you think they're conscious of it yes or are they just like woohoo let's go and their brain is also taken over like i don't know <clears throat> Um, But the 1518 event was the most thoroughly documented and probably the last of several such outbreaks in Europe, which took place largely between the 10th and the 16th centuries. The otherwise best known of these took place in 1374, and that eruption spread to several towns along the Rhine River. Um, Some explanations for the dancing plague include demonic possession and overheated blood, 
which we now call a fever. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> um, investigators in the 20th century suggested that the afflicted might have consumed bread made from rye flour contaminated with the fungal disease ergot, which is known for to produce convulsions and hallucinations. Salem witch trials. <clears throat> what? You're going to have to elaborate on that. Uh, do you not know that theory? No. That it was because of mass hysteria because they ate a bunch of really bad wheat? No. Yeah, the Salem witch trials. The, part of the reason why a lot of it happened was because of mass hysteria and because of like basically wheat that had gone bad and people had consumed. And, so and um, like that's women? that's like one of the reasons of like that's one of the things behind it is like that that that's part of it is because like a bunch of people just started falling in line with it. There's like a whole thing. That's why. Well, we'll have another topic at hand. Holy crap! I don't know yeah. much about the Salem witch trials because like I said, my brain doesn't really retain that information. But uh. yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Salem witch trials where they think one of the reasons why people like kind of went along with it so much and so yeah. easily is because people kind of just fell into a form of mass hysteria which was definitely propagated by the upper people um and fed into a lot but i'm pretty sure for the salem ones i'm pretty sure like there was a there's like a mass hysteria theory behind it i believe yeah. refuse to be a part of anything like that like that seems oh my god serious i would move <laughs> and i know people can't like help it or anything but it seems controllable <laughs> like it's just what <clears throat> but american sociologist robert brotho lomu goodness gracious um thought that the dancers were adherence of just dancing to attract divine favor so like does that mean like god yeah okay yeah basically the most widely accepted theory was that of american medical historian john waller who laid out in several papers his reasons for believing that the dancing plague was a form of mass psychogenic disorder which is like mass hysteria such yep. outbreaks take place under circumstances of extreme stress and generally take form <clears throat> based on local fears. In the case of the Dancing Plague of 1518, Waller cited a series of famines and the presence of such diseases as smallpox and syphilis as the overwhelming stressors affecting residents of Strasbourg. Not saying that either correct, but moving on. He further maintained that there was a local belief that those who failed to basically just <laughs> who failed to believe in Saint Vitus, patron saint of epileptics, didn't know there was a saint on epileptics. Oh, patron saint of epileptics, yeah. Yes, and um, and of dancers would then be cursed by being forced to dance. But um, I put it down in my notes to look it up because I was curious of it but I put it in my notes as satanic panic and I put it uh, in yeah essentially Kansas, they basically thought everyone else. was possessed at one point because yeah. they there is a point I don't know if you talk about it but they basically 
send them off to a shrine in a mountain. They, like, send a bunch of them and take a bunch of them to a shrine in a mountain um, to try and, like, pray to get rid of this. And it doesn't doesn't work. Right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it just, like, kind of suddenly stopped. Mm-hmm. I want to look up, like, how many people died. Oh, it, like, claimed, like, 400 people. Well, like, 400 people were part of it. Did all 400 die, though? Um, it claimed 400 victims, is what this article on Wikipedia says. The Dancing Plague had claimed 400 victims. Okay, some even died from heart heart attack or stroke. I don't know. Um, let's see. Killed around 15 people per day. What the fuck? But the sources of the city of Strasbourg at the time of the events did not mention the number of deaths or even if there were fatalities there do not appear to be any sources related to the events that make note of any fatalities Ned Pennant Rhea also claims that the final death toll is not known but if the claims of 15 people dying per day were true then the toll could be into the hundreds Um, yeah, it's summers, it's estimated between, summers between 50 and 400 people that were affected by this. So it's not even guaranteed it was 400 people that were affected by this. I don't know, even if it's just 10 people, it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) But for it potentially to be 400, it says here too, 400 men, women, and children. Kids were mm-hmm. trapped in this mass hysteria. Yeah, but that's all I got for you because I didn't dig any deeper, honestly. There was one article I was reading where it mentioned like uh, one sentence around going to the temple or whatever. But yeah, they they basically at one point um, they didn't know what to do, and I think people were dying. So they eventually were just like, all right, well, we need to do something. And they thought it was possession. And so they basically, like, packed everybody up and made for, like, a shrine. Um, Yeah, so the strange episode didn't end until September when the dancers were whisked away to a mountaintop shrine to to pray for absolution. That's insane. And it didn't work. Uh, actually, I think that is, no, I think that's when it stopped, actually. Never mind. Oh, really? I think that's Yeah, it didn't end until September when the dancers were whisked away to a mountaintop shrine to pray for absolution. Wow. That's when it stopped. Do you think they're Yeah, because a lot of people collapsed from sheer exhaustion because yeah. it was summertime, you're dancing in the hot sun, like, just Without all day. Because something. a lot of them, I think a lot of them were just outside for this, too. Yeah. Um possessed seems like a yeah demon so they thought that vitus they were concerned <clears throat> that vitus a catholic saint who pious 16th century europeans believed had the power to curse people with a dancing plague when combined with the horrors of disease and famine both of which were tearing through strasbourg in 1518 the saint vitus superstition may have triggered a stress-induced hysteria that took hold of much of the city um other theories have suggested the dancers were members of a religious cult or even that they accidentally ingested ergot, um, a toxic mold that grows on damp rye and produces spasms and hallucinations. Um, yeah. 
I, if I totally can believe the like ergot theory of like they all got some form of like psychoactive food poisoning something and maybe when the hysteria spread it kind of just then really ingrained itself in people's brains and kind of became a thing where they couldn't stop doing it or i think frau just was sick of her husband's shit or didn't want to work anymore or something and decided to just start fucking dancing in the street the and making shit. people think she was fucking crazy. Just stuck going hard, just going for it. And then just, she was like, oh, this, this is working. All right, let's oh, go. Yeah, and then eventually in. she was like, I can't stop because they think I actually have a problem now. Right. And then maybe it spread. She died. She was one of them. She eventually died. Well, yeah, we all do. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say if she died, uh, if she was one of the people that died. Mm. I don't think so. I do still find it quite unusual that people are like, oh, these people can't stop dancing. Let's help them dance more to get out of it. I know. I know. That's, it gives me a little. It's perfectly logical, Laura. Come on. Um, yes, I was correct. Um, I was correct on the, uh, witch trials. One of the, uh, beliefs that historians have is that an ergot uh, infestation in Massachusetts caused strange activities among some women in 1691 and eventually led to the Salem witch hunts. So they think this basically food poisoning hallucination shit happened because uh, toxicologists now know that ergot poisoning can lead to convulsions, spasm, hallucinations, crawling sensations on the skin and erratic behaviors all things that people were accusing other people of doing to them and stuff like that so it when we'll clearly have to do the uh, Salem witch trials and go down further into it but so when you break it down and you look at that that in with everything else it kind of makes sense Mm. if that's what led to people believing people were possessed and stuff like that because obviously we still didn't know that much about the body and stuff like that and that we would react that we could react to things like that like that so i will have to go further into that one everybody always went to just murder so everybody just went to satan (laughs) well yeah satan and then let's murder the devil (laughs) devil's got (laughs) you in his clutches and they need to die Exactly. And you gotta die. That's the only way to save you. Die. Oh my god. That's wild. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking about the dancing plague. Yeah. That one that one was a really interesting one. Um it literally I fully believe it was more than likely excuse me. A fast a, a form of mass hysteria. Yeah. Yeah. So Should we try it? Should we try it? Should yeah. should we try getting some ergot? <laughs> no, we should try like just dancing mass until we hysteria. fucking drop. Oh, creating mass hysteria. I'm like, what are we trying here? Yeah. We're in the we're times trying to create of mass hysteria. <laughs> crippling stress. Probably so wouldn't be that hard, honestly. Get it. <laughs> I know, right? It probably wouldn't be that fucking hard to do. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. That was um, a very interesting episode, I think. Um, 
we learned about the history nursery nursery rhymes and then we learned about the dancing plague dancing plague of 15 whatever 15 15, whatever (laughs) exactly um so i think we're gonna end it here after that we managed to make a two-hour episode um we did we did but yeah so you know if you want to hit us up for any reason whatsoever topics comments i don't know whatever reason you have for one i mean y'all probably have concerns on concerns health, but you can keep that to honestly yourself. you can keep it to yourself um you can hit us up on our social media it's facebook instagram and tiktok at chaos and cats pod and we also have a youtube channel which is at chaos and cats podcast um and you can also hit us up on our email which is chaos and cats podcast at gmail.com that's it that's all i got for you those are the places those are the places where you can hit us up um don't forget to subscribe follow rate us rating us five stars especially on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, actually helps. So if you could, like, just do that, that'd be really fucking great. So just do that. Um, and that's it. That's all we got. That's it. That's that's the end of my little spiel there. Thank you for coming. Yes, Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Peace. Ah!